Welcome to the SPS Digital Learning Hour, brought to you by the Digital Learning and Assessment Department. We're coming to you from a conference room in Central Office, bringing you the latest news in Springfield Public Schools in regards to technology, along with inspiring interviews from teachers who are using technology in the classroom. We'll also inform you of the latest updates, practices, and news as it pertains to our district. Whether you are new to using technology in the classroom or our seasoned vet, we are here to help. Thanks for joining us today. I'm your host, Mike Thomas, the Bearded Tech Ed Guy. You can follow me on Instagram and Twitter at Bearded Tech Ed or Bearded Tech Ed Guy. And I'm so excited to bring you some of the latest updates and news in regards to Microsoft. This past week, in the last couple of weeks, really, Microsoft has introduced a whole new bunch of tools into their immersive reader and their learning tools tools in OneNote and PowerPoint and Word and all that. Some of those really great ones are in immersive reader. It actually has a translate function, which is really cool. Actually can translate within learning tools. You can take something, it can translate it for you and even read it back to you in the translated languages that they have available. So there's going to be some more updates to OneNote, including which I know some of you will be very happy to hear, which is that OneNote will have the ability for teachers to turn on or off the math assist. You know, the annoying little thing that answers the problem as you put it in there. Um, So there will be the availability of turning that on and off coming very, very soon. Um, If you go out to Microsoft EDU's Twitter or to OneNote Twitter, you will see the promotion of that happening very soon. There are some new tools which allow for enhancements in Microsoft Stream and PowerPoint. And Microsoft even has a new whiteboard app that will become available to us very soon. In case you missed it, the latest blog post went out, and it's all about Adobe Spark. I know I've talked about Spark in the past, but let me tell you, this tool is amazing. I use it for my favorite quote Fridays to help kind of encourage people. So that gives you the ability to create stunning social media posts. You also have the ability for students to create web pages and with interactive links and all sorts of different stuff where you you can take and turn their assignment into something beyond just a paper. And then they also have Spark Video, which allows you to do animated narration videos very easily. And I think what I really like about Spark as a whole is it's free and it's easy to use. Students will pick it up probably faster than you, to be quite honest. I mean, I picked it up pretty quickly, but students definitely have the ability to pick it up. If you go out to Instagram and Twitter and you look for different Adobe Spark projects that people have done, just a short list of ones that I have seen include using it for sight words, um, narrative prompts, creative storytelling, story starters, video book reports, research papers, photo essays, class reports and blogs, marketing for a book talk. So if you do like an event in your class where after the students have read a book, they have to give a short talk on it. You can create marketing for that. You can create posters pretty easily. Um, Other people have created rhyming games using Spark page. So it's really cool. Go out and check out the post on the We Learn page blog on my SPS. That's it for In Case You Missed It. Coming up next is our interview of the week.
So for this week's interview of the week, it is with Alva Laster over at STEM Middle School. She's an ELA social studies teacher and doing some amazing things in the classroom. And I'm always excited when I get a chance to visit a middle school because when I was teaching fifth grade, I knew that's where my students were going, was to a middle school. And so seeing what they're doing made me super excited. So take a listen. I think you'll be impressed too. I am an eighth grade ELA teacher at STEM Middle Academy. I've been in this district teaching ELA and uh, social studies for close to 20 years. 20 years. Have you been STEM the whole time? I'm not from here, so I don't know if STEM is even like was around 20 years ago and that was yep. a newer school or any of that. So. No, it wasn't. Um, STEM opened its doors in August of 2008. So where were you before? I was at Kylie for several years, I think seven years. I had my children, I stopped for a while, and I'm back. (laughs) You're back. So those early years of teaching, what kind of technology did you have access to? Wow, I forgot what they were called. It was a, um, (laughs) like a dinosaur. It's the box that you put the uh, the overhead projector overhead projector, but not the nice fancy ones that we have now. It was you know I did that. You could write on it, mm-hmm. and I I did my lessons on that with the pull down screen. Awesome. Did you always go home with marks? Because I know when I was student teaching, we didn't have much technology, and I would always come home with a. Yes. All over my hands. My fingers, yes, they always look dirty, and um, and my clothes. My clothes, too, my sleeves. <laughs> That's pretty much when I started rolling up my sleeves when I was teaching. So. Yep. So early years, so essentially not a lot of technology no. beyond the basics of being able to project. Yeah, no. Um, first really hands-on technology experience I had was here um, at STEM. Mm-hmm. Um, I was, the first time I was introduced to smart boards which was just like mind blowing. <laughs> and um, ever since then, um, I can't teach without a smart board. Like I, I need to have that and whatever else. Mm-hmm. What were some of those things that you do with the smart board? Um, that was terrible grammar in that question. Let me try that again. <laughs> so what are some of the things that you have taught using the smart board? Initially, when we were first introduced, they had the smart board. It had a package where we're able to load things up on um, on it and uh, have the kids interact. They could come up and touch, which was the right answer, drag, move things around, things like that. Now, there's a lot of such free learning tools like Quizlet and Kahoot and um, some other things that, you know, we tend to do. Every now and then, I can find somewhere on the net a uh, lesson that pertains to what I'm doing that uses the smart board features and um, have the kids interact more. Mm -hmm. Interacting. Mm -hmm. I remember because when I taught fifth grade like that's when I first got my smart board too and it was all about the dragging and putting like vocabulary words in boxes and all of that. So what are some of the things that you're doing now in the classroom? You were saying that you teach English and social studies? Well, I've been teaching ELA for the past like five years, but most the bulk of my experience in teaching has been social studies. Mm-hmm. Um, so in ELA, in use of technology, 
I was able to talk to the science teacher and <laughs> gang up on the principal and <laughs> say, we need these Google Expedition the VR goggles. Everything that we do has kind of a historical piece to it. Mm -hmm. So I use that a lot for background, building up background information. I had, I used Microsoft OneNote. I was using a lot of that last year and tried to do this online notebook, just just online mm -hmm. digital class, everything. But now um, we have unified class, so I can put all my lessons and do all that stuff that way. I try to use technology like almost every day. It really helped like last school year in trying to do the, the one note. Helped with the paper. <laughs> yeah. It helped with, um, you know, oh my goodness, the copper machine's not working. And now what am I going to do? Like I could just upload everything. Um, the kids couldn't say, oh, I turned it into you. I gave you the paper. Yeah, well, everything is online now so mm -hmm. I can access it. So I, I like that going down that road. Yeah. So it helped you work smarter, not harder. Absolutely. With using OneNote, one of the things that I've heard is that there's been a lot of great collaboration that's been able to happen, like with students, like especially in writing, yes. like being able to like work on each other's papers so that they can do some peer editing yes. and actually leave notes that are legible. Because yes. I know when I taught fifth grade <laughs> and taught writing and tried to do the, the writing speed dating thing where people mm -hmm. were reading each other's papers and making notes and sticky notes, half the time the students couldn't read each other's yes. notes. So yes. do you guys do a lot of that here? Yeah. Or? Yes, they can um, peer edit um, each other's work. We always do that. Yeah, everything. And then, you know, they can submit their final draft. And if I need to make a copy of it to display student work, I can do it that way. But yes, the whole sharing, being able to share a document and work on it is great. Um, you start off with a story and everybody pitches in and puts in mm -hmm. their input on the story. And, and it's like all in the same time and we're creating stuff. So, you know, it, it is with a lot of procedures. You can actually get something done mm -hmm. you know when you establish the procedures and okay this is the expectation you will always have one person maybe put something that of course well, of course yeah, but we all know, know who those students <laughs> yes, are they, they just can't help themselves they have to insert something inappropriately um into a text but i do like the idea and i believe the students enjoy being able to contribute and everything is live and they can see what's going on. Padlet, that's, that's another great tool. But I do like how we can have discussions mm -hmm. real time and be able to comment, give feedback, mm -hmm. all of those great things. Yeah. So with English, I imagine you teach using a lot of texts. Yes. Um, and you were talking about using the discussions. So I imagine like students would read and then they could type in there. Mm -hmm. Having been a teacher that has taught with before we had the technology <laughs> and now, do you find that you're able to better capture discussions because of the things that you can do now with recording it on OneNote, whether students are talking to each other or typing versus in the past, you'd have to basically be walking around the room listening? Oh, absolutely. Yes. We can pinpoint, you know, okay, well, let's, let's talk a little bit more about what you said here. Let's mm -hmm. let's think about this. I, I yeah, absolutely. I can. I find that that that's better. 
as far as um, being able to like find something there, have an idea, and you're like, wow, that's such a great point. Never thought about it this way. Hey, everybody, let's think about this. Okay, what are your feelings about this? Think about it for a little bit, and now you know, write your response. A lot of times, you know, type in your response, and I want you to look at others and. Give them a comment. Respond to what they're saying. You know, that's how we generate a conversation. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, once you get through the the do's and don'ts, <laughs> let's give some um, positive, useful feedback. They get rolling. They, you know, and they will actually have discussion. And now kids love to text. Mm-hmm. You know, they love to text. They they rather do that than have an actual face-to-face. Face-to-face. So, you know, which is probably not such a great thing. Mm-hmm. But I like that, that um, I can get them more engaged in, in that aspect. Right. And it's also teaching them the difference between texting with your friends and yes. speaking academically yes. through the computer. Yes. So, yes. which is also very important. Yes. And that's something else, the guideline before, like when you introduce this activity, um, we're not texting each other. You know, this is school. We're scholars. So we are going to speak to each other on the way. We're yeah. not going to put why. <laughs> Just why is going to be. Or are. Yes. Or you. Or you. Yes. It's going like, to be. You this know, is more than three letters to the alphabet. Complete sentences. <laughs> <laughs> yes. I dealt with. I remember dealing with those things when I was teaching fifth grade. Like in written writing. I'm like, oh, please. No, no, no. No, no, no. No, no, no. So one of the things that you mentioned that I do want to touch on is you were talking about using the the VR with Google. Yes. And you were doing that to gain a lot of background knowledge for things that you were doing on your side. So not just because we talked about it using in science and but you are English and you're using virtual reality. Yes. So can you kind of explain to us and our listeners how that works? Sure. We're reading a novel. It's required text. You can say what the required text oh, okay. is. It's inside, you inside Out and um, Back Again. And it's actually a book of um, it's free narrative poems. And it's about a young lady and her experience um, as a 10-year-old, the Vietnam War. Mm-hmm. And so for students to know what that was about and the kind of impact it had on our history, and so they can realize the impact it had on this character, what it was about. So they had an actual uh, lesson on the Vietnam War. And basically, like, the type of weapons, who was on what side, and it just brought them through going into the physical features, like going and seeing Vietnam's uh, landforms, mm-hmm. just so that they could see, you know, how difficult it was there. And, and you know, just what you had to, <laughs> just, just to gain the knowledge of um, the geographical features. And the type of, um, the impact that it had on the people living. So, um, the kids, they, they enjoyed that. They really enjoyed that. Um, especially seeing the weaponry, they, mm-hmm. they got into that. And there are other ones, like it soon will be talking about the Holocaust and, okay, World War Two. Mm-hmm. There's a lot of things. Um, I, I've noticed Google Expedition, their lessons, they have, um, it's really based like science and social studies. But you can use it to, to build background and gain understanding novels mm-hmm. So for, for ELA. So um, the kids the kids enjoy that. So there's that. And they also have a component where you can make your own. Mm-hmm. You, 
can create a lesson using um, Google Earth and some other software that they have. Yes. And you can make your own expeditions. So knowing that you're teaching English now and just how excited you are about being able to add that aspect to reading the book um, inside out and back again, right? Yes. 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 Does that make you miss teaching social studies now, knowing that there's these tools? <laughs> yes. <laughs> yes, absolutely. And that wasn't available like uh, I was teaching social studies. And it just makes things more exciting. I still have that certification, <laughs> so who knows? <laughs> who knows what the future brings? But I mean, yeah, I, I can see. But I also like that. I can also try to relate it to what I'm doing. And if there isn't anything that they have to offer, I can create something myself. Yeah. Or even have the students create it. Like that's an assignment that mm -hmm. I could have them create something. Yeah. Expedition. And that would really show their depth of knowledge mm -hmm. in whatever you were doing. As we get near the end, just a couple more questions. Mm -hmm. We're about halfway through the school year now. Is there anything that you've learned about either through PDs or on your own or surfing Pinterest or Twitter or <laughs> whatever you do that you're like, oh, I'd love to be able to bring that into my classroom? I would like to, and I'm pretty sure it's, it's possible, to be able to um, Skype, to be able to have connect with someone, another classroom, the other side of the, the planet about what we're, we're learning. So it would be nice to have that video conversation with other students the same age, just so that our students can see, just really see how to live around the world. Mm -hmm. It's not just in the books and what we're telling you, mm -hmm. but like just to really see firsthand and, and just be able to just reach out. I know that they're available. I've never tried that before. And I know some teachers did and they had, you know, some success. Science teachers with the um the astronauts. It was like second year STEM was over. Um and, and the kids really I remember the kids really thought like that was the best thing. Watching, you know, mm -hmm. this woman talking to her on the big screen on the smart. And I would like to do that with a with a lot of things, especially when we're reading informational texts when I taught seventh grade ELA and it's a long walk to water and how there are um, countries in southern Africa um, where they have to walk miles they have to walk for hours usually half a day just to get water and it's not even clean water but just to mm -hmm. get water to bring back and just to be able to um, see the initiatives firsthand of people out there um, and trying to drill so that these villages can have clean water just to be able to talk to someone. There was a guy, his name was um, Salvador, who spoke over in Framingham. Mm -hmm. um, and I was, I saw it on Facebook. And I was so disappointed because I would have wanted to hear him speak. But it would have been nice just to be able, like when he's over there and he wants to bring awareness. Mm -hmm. And we could have that conversation right. with him. That That's one of the things that um, offhand I could think of right now that I would like to see, just be able to reach out and connect with other people. And hopefully the kids will say, okay, this is important. This isn't just something you're telling me I have to know. Mm -hmm. Yeah, this is relevant. Yeah. <laughs> Which I imagine is a middle, a very common middle school refrain. Yes. <laughs> well, 
Our final question for today, if you had the opportunity to stand in front of the new hires in the district, um, they go through a training every year where lots of information is poured upon them. Yes. Um, and you had a chance to give some advice, whether it's in regards to technology or not, what would that be? My advice is to hop on every workshop that you can, any type of professional development that deals with um, implementing technology in your classroom. Please be patient with it. It's not always going to work the way you would like it to. There's going to be some bumps in the road, but just be patient and and just stick with it. And it's going to create, it's just going to make your life easier. And I believe the kids are going to, your students are going to get a lot more out of it, out of what you're teaching. So just stick with the technology and um, become, become an expert. I'm an expert at it. Awesome. Well, thank you for your time. I know it's a very busy Wednesday and we're in the middle of it. I just want to thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Well, hopefully you are super impressed during that interview. I know I was, especially hearing about the whole idea of using virtual reality in the classroom and not just for science, but for English too, and how it can be used effectively to help gain that base knowledge that the students need to better understand the books that they're reading. That was really cool to hear also just on how she's used discussion boards and the smart board in the classroom along with Unified and OneNote and Padlet and just knowing that all these things are going on and her students are going to be better prepared for the future because of it. So thank you again for letting me take time out of your day for that awesome interview. As we begin to wrap up today, I just want to remind you guys that you can listen to us anywhere, not just in this particular spot where you are listening to us, but if you are listening on iTunes or Stitcher or Spreaker or any of those sites, please leave us some feedback, give us a thumbs up, follow us. We want to definitely know what you think. And if you know of somebody who'd be great to talk to, please reach out to us. We are always looking for great interviews. And just like with Alva, we love to hear about all the amazing things that are happening in the classrooms. You can always follow me on Twitter or Instagram at Bearded Tech Ed Guy. And I'm always posting about the latest updates that I've seen in between podcast times. So if you don't want to miss anything, go out to Twitter or Instagram, follow me at Bearded Tech Ed Guy or Bearded Tech Ed, and you'll be always informed. That's it for today's show. I'm Mike Thomas, the Bearded Tech Ed Guy, and this is the SBS Digital Learning Hour.